0: Speak life. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Evangelist Carla Springs. And in just a few moments, we're going to be hearing all about her incredible mission trip to Africa. But first, I would like you to know that Carla Springs was in one of the most difficult seasons of her entire life when she was introduced to a pastor who had come over from Africa to the United States to do a revival. And when she was introduced to this pastor, she had made the comments that one day she would love to go to Africa because Africa had really been on her heart. But little did she know at the time that she was introduced to the pastor and made that comment that only six months later, she would be boarding an airplane and that she was about to have an experience that would far exceed her greatest expectations. The Bible tells us, in Ephesians 3 and 20, that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or
1: think. Evangelist Carla Springs, welcome to Speak Life. Thank you, Shannon. I appreciate this opportunity to be interviewed on your precious television cast, Speak Life. Thank you for this opportunity. Well, amen. We
0: are so excited to have you here today, and I know that our viewers are very excited to hear all about your incredible trip. So let's talk about how you began to prepare to go to Africa.
1: Well, I, um, I gathered all my finances together, I emptied out my bank account, I applied for my visa, my passport, my airline tickets, I got my yellow fever shot. Um, There was a lot of red tape that I had to endure because our government was shut down for 21 days here. Um, And uh, I just began to work real closely with Pastor Francis and God just let it fall into place. Oh, that's amazing.
0: So here you were. In one of the most difficult seasons of your life yes. and you made the decision to empty out your bank account to do everything that was required for you to be able to press into that call to Africa even though you had to push past all that red tape, Yes, very difficult to get your visa, all the warfare, everything that you had to do, you made the decision to get your mind off of yourself Yes, and follow God's leading to Africa.
1: That's right. So
0: what did your family say when you announced to your parents <laughs> that you were going to, going to be going to Africa?
1: This is funny. I told my mom and pops that... I will be going to Africa and that I will stay over there approximately six weeks. And my mom completely came out of her recliner and said, Africa. And I told mom, I said, mom, this is truly the hand of God and I must obey God and he will keep me safe and he'll protect me and he'll bring me back home. Amen.
0: So the day came for you to board that plane to go to Africa. You began your journey. However, it was not long before your journey began to take some unexpected turns. (laughs) Now you all stopped in Germany first of all, right? What happened there in Germany when you all stopped?
1: Okay, we landed uh, in Germany at the airport Mm -hmm. and we were going through the customs to check our luggage and things and then suddenly a little boy took off running throughout the airport all of the security went running after the little boy. They left a huge line instead of uh, checking us out, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and it caused us to miss our flight, and I was very, very upset that we missed our flight. We Mm -hmm. had to spend the night at the airport, but little did I know it was the hand of God that was protecting us. Um, He kept us back one day, um, for our own protection and our safety, and now, why
0: did you feel like it was the hand of God protecting you
1: because whenever we did land in Africa, there was a flipped over semi truck, and it would have been the exact time on the exact road if we had a, if we had made it through the night before
0: oh, okay, so that would have placed you right there on the road with that flipped over semi yes. and all of the Catastrophic uh, things that followed the, that. Yes. Yeah, that that definitely sounds like the hand of God protecting you. Yes, but that was only going to be the beginning <laughs> of what you were going to experience yes. as far as the hand of God protecting you, because you were about to experience the hand of God protecting you every step of your journey. So now once you finally arrived safely in Africa, you were in for another little unexpected series of events, weren't you? Because weren't you expecting the pastor that invited you to come to be right there to greet you?
1: Yes, I was. What happened instead? Okay, when we finally got to the airport in Africa, there was a lady there who was supposed to check our baggage. She was pretty rude. And so I asked her, I was looking around for Pastor Francis, and she says, there's nobody allowed to be in the airport. I said, please call him because we're supposed to be here yesterday. So she called Pastor Francis, and he was outside of the door, and he told her, there are two very important women from the United States of America, and they are here on God's business bring them to us now and so she tapped on the the uh, workers there and she told them I know this girl I know her let's get her out of here so they did not check any of my luggage they whisked me out of the airport and into the car and so it, was, right it was amazing the, yes. so, so
0: you, you begin towards your hotel and didn't even check your luggage or anything you got to the hotel and that evening pastor francis came to your hotel room and, <laughs> yes? and let you know he, you heard a knock on your door you really weren't expecting this conversation to, to transpire and he let you know that the very next morning you were going to be going to a, a luncheon wasn't it a luncheon was it a breakfast yes. it was a luncheon a, a luncheon that yes. you were going to be attending <laughs> and at that moment in time you had no idea Uh, you had no other information regarding the luncheon. He only told you to dress nicely and that there were going to be some very important people there, as I understand you're saying. So at that point in time, you really had no idea what you were going to be walking into. You had no idea where you were going to be going or what you were going to be doing until you were in route to the meeting the next day. <sighs> what did
1: Pastor Francis say to you, Carla, on the way to the meeting that morning? Okay, he turned towards me and he says, Carla, you will be having brunch with the governor and the vice president and other governor officials and the senator will also be there and you will be the guest speaker and you will minister to them and I do want you to know that there are pastors that's traveled from all over to hear you speak (laughs) and I was put on the spot the you know the highest governor officials and I was beyond honored it was a oh, blessing.
0: What a surprise! Oh, what a <laughs> very big surprise! <laughs> I would have said, "Let me out right here can, and now." Yes. But they had to do that for protective reasons right. to protect absolutely uh, everything. So you you get to the meeting. And you walk into that room full of pastors and yes. government officials, yes. senators, pastors yes. that had traveled from all over just to hear what you had to say. I yes. mean, there's no pressure, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> no pressure definitely. at all. And so, so you walk into the room, and they introduce you, Carla, What did you say? To that room full of gentlemen, when you were finally introduced and you stood up, because I do remember briefly uh, Pastor Francis Fra- excuse me Pastor Francis mentioning the fact that the majesty yes. they called the government official majesty your, your Majesty that he was not even going to come downstairs right. unless something that came out of your mouth was from God unless he knew that when you opened your mouth that God was going to speak through you. He wasn't going to waste his time at all. So that That's put true. more pressure on you. But, <laughs> yes. but Pastor Francis assured you that he had covered you in prayer. Yes. He, felt, he felt very, very confident that God was going to speak through you. So what did you say, Evangelist Carla Springs, when you opened your mouth to that room full of gentlemen?
1: The first thing that came out of my mouth was Africa. I have not forgotten Africa. God wants me to let you know Africa is the number one thing on his heart. And then I began to speak. God also says to let you know that the corruption going on in the government, he is going to get into that situation, turn it around, and bring godly government officials in so that we can preach the gospel throughout Africa and win many souls for them. Amen.
0: So, when you opened your mouth and you spoke yes. in power, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, there was really no denying that God was speaking through you and yes. it,
1: was that the point in time the majesty yes. came down the stairs? The when ma- you? Yes, the majesty came downstairs and I stopped to greet him and he says, continue speaking. I now know God has brought you here. And God allowed me just to minister to them, to pour into them, and love. Well, begin. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking. just going to
0: say that <clears throat> what Pastor Francis had told you was actually right because the words that came out of your mouth it really was no longer you speaking they were the words straight from the mouth of God. That is true. Um, And he knew it. (laughs) There was no denying it. The Majesty could not deny that what you said was from the Lord. That's why he came downstairs. (laughs) You were prophesying to these gentlemen. Yes. Uh, Now the Bible speaks very clearly about prophecy um, we see an example of prophecy in First Samuel 10 and 6. The Bible says, And the Spirit of the Lord shall come upon you mightily, yes. and you shall prophesy with them and be changed into a new man. You were no longer yourself, right? Uh, so right. to speak, it was no longer you, yes. but it was the Spirit of the living God that came upon you mightily, yes. and you were changed, and you spoke the words of God. Yes. There was no denying it. No. Uh, so now the Majesty wanted to hear more of what you had to say right
1: so what did he do at that point well he had an office and he says please bring her into our office we need to have a private discussion with her and so I went to the office and the Lord began to minister to both of them one the senator there had so much fear on his face and the Lord spoke through me and I looked at him and I said when you go to court on Tuesday This is exactly how the court case is going to unfold and yes, it will unfold in your favor and the Lord wants me to give you Jeremiah 33.3, call unto me, I will hear you, I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things. And at that point, they realized there was no way possible I could have known that and that God truly sent me there.
0: So you had no idea, obviously, that they were going to court, (laughs) and they knew you had no idea. That's true. And as a result of how powerfully the Lord used you in that conversation and in that meeting, you were given tremendous favor with the majesty. Yes. So much favor that he allowed you uh, to not only take his own personal vehicle, Mm -hmm. but he allowed you uh, to for his driver to escort you you and your team throughout africa he provided his vehicle his own personal driver yes and uh, to escort you throughout your mission right throughout africa the whole trip so that's the favor of god yes it is you see when it's your set time for promotion we need to expect the favor of god because god is going to provide everything that is necessary for us to be able to fulfill our assignment. He is going to assign just the right people to assist you so that you can reach your destiny. So when you're walking in the perfect will of God, expect the favor of the Lord. Yes. So you leave from that meeting and you begin your journey toward Nigeria. The long, dangerous, grueling, difficult journey toward Nigeria. Tell us a little bit about why that journey was so difficult, Carla.
1: The reason why is the roads there, it's like a bomb has went off on the roads. And our our journey was supposed to be a three hour journey and it actually turned into eight hours to travel from Abuja to Nigeria. Um, They have military on both sides of the road. There is no electricity. So they have little flashlights and then they have trees across the road and they set a candle there to kind of light it. So when the military and they had machine guns with double-edged knives and then layers of bullets, so when they flick the flashlight, that means pull your car over, o- over, over, and roll your window down, mm-hmm. and then they want to inspect who's in the car and inspect the whole vehicle. Is that right? So
0: a journey that should have taken about three hours actually took eight hours. Yes. Because of the checkpoints that were every 75 feet. Yes. And and, uh, what about the, you said,
1: you mentioned something about the gasoline that the yes the the car they only used diesel there and the fumes was coming into the car and oh my goodness it you know gave me the worst headache ever but mm, so
0: you were getting nauseous yes, and, very sick, and stopping yes. every 75 I, feet yes, the and the roads were I cannot <laughs> yes. even imagine uh, that drive yes. um, now there was one particular checkpoint yes. that was particularly dangerous for you, one yes. that really stood out. I
1: recall you telling yes. me
0: before the program, you mentioned about that one particular checkpoint. Tell us about that
1: checkpoint, yes. please. Okay. This, this particular one, um, the government had, I'm sorry, yes, the military had pulled us over. And so the government's driver had rolled in the window and he says, everybody out of the car now. So the driver rolls up the window, smashes on the gas. I slide down in my seat because I think they're gonna fire the machine guns. And I'm praying, Jesus, help me. <laughs> you brought me here, take me home safely, just protect us. Mm-hmm. And then at that time. And so, uh, so he puts the pedal to
0: the metal. No, yes. He's <laughs> looking at his rear view yes, mirror, is. making sure uh, that you guys are going to make it. <laughs> yes. And it was in the dark of the night. Yes the middle of the night when he slams on the gas yes. that you notice that those military soldiers didn't come after you did they no, they, they did had not. every right to come after yes, you they did but something stopped them that night yes. something prevented them from coming after you and your team yes. there in the middle of the night you had an encounter a yes. supernatural natural encounter that I know that you're never going to forget. (laughs) What did you experience
1: at that very moment in time as you were
0: speeding away for your life, literally?
1: I was praying and I looked out of my window and I saw angels on the side of the car. And then I looked to my left and I saw angels on the side of the car. And I said, thank you, Lord. And the angels completely covered the car, shielded the car, and we took off. And uh, even at the very next checkpoint, Mm -hmm. that one was kind of funny actually. So now I remember you saying there was angels to the front, front to the, the back the- all around and yes
0: I feel confident, and I'm sure you probably do, that those angels were with you yes. the entire trip, but God allows you to see those angels yes. to comfort you and to let you know angels were on assignment. Yes. God provides the type of protection that we need to fulfill everything that he calls us to do. He tells us in his word in Psalm 91 that we shall not fear the terror of night, for he will command his angels concerning us, and that's exactly what happened? It yes, was the protective did. hand of God. Yes, it so was. So finally, you eventually make it to your destination, to Nigeria. You make it to Nigeria, and you immediately begin holding ministry meetings, yes. conducting ministry meetings. Yes. And you had prepared some sermons, right? Yes. Before yes, I you did. left, you, you were prepared. You had some messages that you were going to speak, that you were going to minister but you were never allowed to really use those messages. God took you in a completely different direction. You never preached uh, per se uh, a message. Instead, what did you say to the people of Africa as you stood before them?
1: My very first night, it was at night, my first service at night, Mm -hmm. I stood on a little makeshift stage platform. And as far as my eye could see, it was an ocean of people. And first that came out of my mouth was Africa. God has not forgotten Africa, my precious people of Africa. Then I begin to say through my interpreters, by a show of hands, how many has never heard the name God or the name Jesus in, ever in your whole life? Thousands raised their hand. They had never heard God, never heard Jesus, and that right there was that was the turning point. I began to pour into them about my God and my Jesus and how he is alive and he is well and he's radically changed my life. I said, get down here so I can pray for you. I Mm -hmm. want to lead you to my Jesus. Amen. So as you stood before the people
0: and you shared with them about the God you serve, the God yes. of Abraham, Isaac, and right. Jacob, yes. they came running to the altar yes. to accept Jesus Christ. What yes. was going through your
1: mind as they began running towards you? You know, My heart was, you know, really shaken because there was so many people, but they were precious and their heart, they were hungry to know the real true God. They were so open and eager to learn of him. So I'm sure it was worth everything. It was worth all the uh,
0: The, emptying out the remainder of your bank account, uh, all the red tape that you had to press through everything that you had to go through in order to be able to come and minister to those people. That is so beautiful. Now before the program you had mentioned to me that you had noticed that there was a witch doctor uh, out in amongst the, yes. uh, the people, amongst the crowd, there was a witch doctor mm-hmm. that had actually been following you yes. from meeting to meeting and that witchcraft was very prevalent yes. in Africa. Yes. Uh, the people there uh, of Africa, the majority worship, they're in the occult, they're in yes. witchcraft, uh, you, their is Satan, yes. you mentioned to me, they, they actually worship Satan and right. as a result of that, there was some unusual things that occurred in that meeting yes. as you were praying, as you and your team were praying and people were accepting Christ and the Spirit of God was hovering and moving, there was some other unusual things yes. occurring. The people actually began to manifest demons, Absolutely. as I recall, because yes. witchcraft is very prevalent in Africa. Yes. Not only is it prevalent in Africa, uh, but there are those that participate in the occult in the United yes. States. What did you see firsthand as these demons began manifesting in Carla? Uh, excuse me, in Africa? Carla? Well,
1: there were you could sit, hear the demons just screaming out of their stomach, and their mouth was closed. Um, people would slither on the ground like a snake. Uh, there was one girl, and she actually threw up a four-foot orange fluorescent snake. And then the pastors that was with me began to pray over it, and it disappeared, and we have that on video footage. Mm. This sounds like a...
0: Uh, Hollywood production, but it's a reality and she witnessed it firsthand. It was a reality in the Bible and it's a reality now. It's not fabricated at all. In Mark 9 and 25, we see an example of Jesus rebuking an evil spirit that was inside a boy. Jesus said, I command you to come out of him in the name of Jesus and never enter him again. The Bible says the spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. Well, as the Spirit of the Lord was moving, you and your team experienced a lot of amazing, amazing yes. things. You began seeing God move in, a, in many supernatural ways. Yes. Uh, you began traveling from village to, to village, village. Yes. Uh, casting out demons, yes. uh, pre- preaching the good news, yes. laying hands on the, on the sick, sick, and they were recovering, yes. What sounds like the Great Commission to me. That's <laughs> yes. part of the Great Commission. In fact, the Bible tells us in, in uh, Mark 16 and 18 to lay hands on the sick yes. and that they will recover. Every one of us has been commissioned to pray for the sick and to believe that Jesus, not us, we're not doing it, Jesus brings the healing.
1: Yes.
0: There was one particular healing that I would love for you to share with us
1: about the, the lady yes. that you prayed for. Would you please share that with us? I'd be happy to. There was a young lady there. She was about 23 years of age and she had been really sick and she had went to the doctor and she wanted to make sure that she wasn't pregnant. And so the doctors took all kinds of tests. They told her she's not pregnant. She might have had like some type of a flu or something like that for her to go home and get rest and come back in two days and they would check up on her again. So whenever I began to pray the Lord had me to reach down and to speak life into her ovaries and I called forth health and healing and life into the situation and I cast out the darkness and she had literally felt something leap from the inside of her thigh into her womb. And she began to uh, just worship the Lord because he truly touched her. Mm-hmm. And she had medical
0: documentation of that, didn't she? Yes, she it did. Was med- she brought the medical documentation yes. to the meeting. There was no denying it <laughs> yes. that there was results before yes. prayer right. and so after, after prayer. Before prayer, she was not pregnant. Right. And after prayer, she was pregnant. Yes. Yes. And medically documented. And yes. she went about throughout the <laughs> yes. villages testifying yes. all about what God had done. Yes, And that's what God wants to do in your life. Yes. He wants to give you a testimony. He wants to do something amazing in your life so that you, too, can testify of his goodness and his faithfulness. Maybe you're watching today and you are needing God to really move in your life. I want to encourage you that the God that Carlos serves and the God that I serve can move in your life in such a powerful way. He can change and turn everything that the enemy meant for the bad in your life turn it around and bring good out of it so that you can point others to Jesus and to the God that we serve. Now, tell us real quickly, we just have a couple of minutes left. Tell us very briefly about the witch doctor that had been following you uh, from meeting to meeting. Something
1: happened there at the end with the witch doctor. What happened? At the beginning, he he was actually casting spells on me and I could feel like a knife in my lower back. Mm -hmm. And then um, at the very end of all the service, he come up to me, he says, I see your God. He heals people, he sets them free. I want to know your God. And I let him, you know, in a special prayer um, and he accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Oh, that's amazing. So he, yes. he
0: witnessed firsthand yes. the God that you, he wanted the power. Yes, he right? did. He wanted the power and he was after the power. Yes. And that's what drove him into witchcraft, really. Yes. Uh, but once he saw how the Lord was moving in the midst of your team as yes. you all traveled from village to village, yes. multitudes and multitudes of people coming to the Lord, being set free from the demonic, which is very prevalent there, people being healed, lives being changed, people with the joy of the Lord. Yes, uh, So many, 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 many stories. We really don't have time to, to get into yes. all of the, the testimonies and the stories that right. happened, but uh, the driver did the same thing that yes. escorted you all all over Africa, he, yes. you were sharing with me, he too, Christopher, yes. Christopher, yes. he was set up by God, <laughs> yes. uh, and that he too asked you uh, if he could pray the prayer yes. and invite Christ into his life. Yes. His life was so changed. Yes, it was. Well, that is so amazing. We are just, we stand in awe of everything that God did there. And I understand you're preparing to go overseas again, right? You have some other
1: trips planned? Yes, I do. We are in preparations to go into Russia, England, and India. And so I would appreciate your prayers. Amen, amen. Well, we look forward to hearing all about
0: your next trip overseas. But just remember, we serve a God who is full of unexpected surprises. (laughs) Yes, He is. Yes, He is. uh, Well, before we close out today, we want to give you an opportunity to make the Lord Jesus part of your life. Maybe you are watching and you're hurting. Maybe you need change. We want to encourage you right now to pray with us. Won't you pray so that he can bring the change that you need to your finances, to your family, to your physical body, whatever you're needing to change your heart. We just pray right now. Pray with me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you are the Son of God. I ask that you would come into my heart right now. I make you the Lord of my life. life. If you would like to contact Evangelist Carla Springs, you may do so at her contact information that's currently on the screen. Or maybe you would like to contact me. You may do so at my website, shannonlittleministries.org. Evangelist Carla Springs, thank you so much for joining us on Speak Live today. It's just been a pleasure. There's so many stories that we weren't able to discuss today, but we appreciate you. And everything that you are doing, and I know that the Lord is going to continue yes. to use
1: you yes. in a mighty, mighty way. Yes. Shannon, you are a blessing, and thank you for having me on Speak Life. Oh, God bless love you, you, sister. I love you. God, God bless you. all of you. Thank you for
0: watching. Yes. I pray that you have a tremendously blessed day. Yes. And remember, remember to, to always speak life. life.